0: As I mentioned earlier, I wanted to take a closer look at one of our more successful and popular products right now, and that is Bruxer, the Full Contour Zirconia crowns. And they have really taken off, in fact, about a year and a half ago, the amount of Bruxer crowns that we did actually surpassed the number of Emax crowns that we did. And I found this to be quite surprising because I was very happy with Emax at the time. It looked good. It was strong, three times as strong as Empress. And yet, along came Bruxer, which was three times as strong as Emax, but it didn't look nearly as good. But regardless, it just flew right past it, and, and it taught me something that I didn't realize, and that is that most of the doctors in America care more about strength, about ultimate strength, than they do about ultimate aesthetics. And so this restoration, Bruxer just took off right past Emax and hasn't looked back. Both of them continue to grow. Uh, at a very very respectable rate about 25 percent per month and so both of these materials the monolithic revolution as we call it continue to reshape dentistry so you may have seen the hammer video that we've had online for some time in fact let's go ahead and take a look at it now and in the original hammer video what we did was we wanted to kind of illustrate how strong uh, Bruxer was going to be when compared to a traditional, um, PFM. And so what we did was we just took a regular two by four and we've set the PFM onto it right here. And now I'm going to hit this, um, about, eh, about half my strength because I'm a pretty strong guy. And you can see it just pulverized the porcelain right off the PFM. Of course, the metal coping's not damaged because that's the strong part of the PFM. The weak part of the PFM is the glass that's fused to that metal coping. So, here's a Bruxer crown, now there's no porcelain on a Bruxer crown, it's just a solid piece of zirconia oxide, and when we hit that with the hammer, you can see that nothing has happened to the crown. In fact, the Bruxer crown probably doesn't even know you just hit it with a hammer. It may have been napping, and you might have woken it up, but that's about it, it's just looking around saying what happened, what was that loud noise. The PFM has been destroyed, and the Bruxer crown is still intact. a big part of the story with Emacs and Bruxer is that neither of these have any external porcelain added to the outside of it. You can see the wood just fills up that Bruxer crown, and the margins are, in fact, still intact. So when people talk about aesthetics, I really think aesthetics go back to the 1960s when the PFM crown was originally invented. Before that, we had cast gold crowns, probably the best material we've ever had in dentistry, but at some point, Dennis wanted something more aesthetic, something that at least looked like a tooth, and so the PFM was born with the metal substructure and then porcelain fused to the outside of it. The problem is, anytime you put two dissimilar materials together and then heat them up in an oven and it cools down, there's a chance those two dissimilar materials will come apart. So now you've got a monolithic material, you've got Bruxer, which is solid zirconia, or you've got Emacs, which is solid lithium disilicate, And neither of these have porcelain on the outside, so it's a monolithic material and therefore much stronger, much more chip-proof. So the other day, we've been playing around with anterior Bruxer now for about a year because dentists start prescribing it for the anterior. And one day, somebody said, can you guys make some Bruxer veneers for me? And we hadn't even started thinking that far. So we've been playing around with Bruxer veneers, and now we're actually giving them to dentists who prescribe them. So I took a Bruxer veneer the other day, and this is another hammer test. Let's go ahead and take a look at that. So what I'm going to do here is take a Bruxer veneer. You can see that it's a a typical veneer thickness, about 6 tenths of a millimeter. It can be uh, milled a little thinner than that even if you want. We're going to stand it up and gingival margin first. We're going to set it onto the wood and start to uh, tap it into place with a hammer. Um, You know, Remember on the first one that we did, it was an actual crown that we just hit really hard with a hammer and drove it into the wood. But we started thinking, what if we were able to demonstrate how strong these veneers would be? And you can see that Bruxer veneer is literally just being hammered right into the wood itself until the incisal edge uh, is actually uh, flush with the rest of the wood. So we'll go ahead and, um, and dig this out in a second so you can see uh, that the Bruxer veneer is still intact. Now. Again, the point of this is just to show the strength of the material, the strength of the zirconium oxide, and I'm not suggesting that you abandon Emax veneers, for example, and go over to Bruxer veneers right off the bat. I wouldn't do that unless I saw a patient who had broken previous restorations in their mouth, or somebody who showed a ton of anterior wear before, and you know they're gonna put a lot of stress on those restorations. My go-to veneer of choice is still an Emax veneer. I'm not doing nearly as many Empress veneers, hardly any, Uh, because the Emax veneers are three times as strong. So you can see we've pulled the Bruxer veneer out of the wood, it's still intact. There's been no chipping on the veneer itself. So we do in fact now have a very high strength veneer material that can be used. It is of course not as aesthetic as Emax. So in a patient with normal wear, a patient who hasn't broken any previous restorations, my choice is still gonna be the Emax veneers. But if I see a patient who's broken Emax veneers or broken PFMs in the posterior or shows a lot of wear on their anterior teeth, I'm going to seriously consider the Bruxer veneers because even though they don't look as good as the Emax, they're three times as strong as the Emax veneers.